This gospel message is brought to you by the redeemed Christian Church of God, Fountain of Love, Aberdeen, UK. Open your heart to receive this life-changing Word of God. We give you praise and thanksgiving. Yes, Lord, what more can we say? What, can, what more can we say, our Father? We return all the glory. We return all the praises. We return all the adoration. We return all the thanksgiving unto you, O Lord, Father. The one who never fails. The one who sustains. The one who can keep a people. The one who can be a shadow unto us. The one whose protection never failed. Nothing missing. Nothing broken. Oh yes, Lord, my Father, we thank you. We adore your name, O Lord, this morning. We return all the praises and all the honor unto you. Allah, Barbara, the mighty one. The one whose arm of strength can never fail. We exalt you, O Lord, my Father, this morning. We return all the glory and all the honor and all the praise even unto your holy name. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Oh, yes, Lord, the storm may rage. Oh, the fire may burn. But we know that our God can never fail. Oh, yes, Lord, the great healer, the mighty one, the one who sustains, the one who can add and add and add. Oh, my Father, we exalt your name this morning. We just come with our hearts humble before you. Yes, Lord, I just to say thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you, my Father. Receive all our praises this morning. By human standard, it may not be perfect, but you that sees into the heart of every man, receive everything that we have given unto you today. Let it be a sweet smelling savour, even unto you, in the name of Jesus. You never reject the children that give their best unto you. We have given our best, Lord, this morning. Lord, we pray, oh Lord, Father, in the name of Jesus, let it be to be sweetened unto you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Throughout this week, Lord, throughout this month, my Father, throughout this year, Lord, all the days of our lives, may we have reasons to continuously rejoice before you in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have worshipped. Amen, amen, amen. Wherever you are there, I just want you to honor the Lord and just shout a mighty hallelujah unto him. Hallelujah! Amen, 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 amen. Choir, God bless you. May the Lord continue to renew your strength. Uh, it's always good to, for God to do new things in our midst. And this has just been so wonderful. Um, you know, I, and, um, I want to bless God for keeping you and I and for making it possible for us to be, you know, enter into the month of September. And we are entering into the month of September very powerfully. Hallelujah. When the people rise up to praise the Lord, as we know, the Lord will usually do mighty things. The Lord will do things that are even unexpected. The Lord will usually go beyond expectation. That is where I'm going. And I'm praying. As we have offered our praises unto God today, 
you and I, our experience and our testimony will be that the Lord has gone well beyond what we were expecting in the name of Jesus. So um, I want to thank God for, 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 for the set man of the house, our pastor, for how the Lord has been helping him and um, you know, strengthening him. Thank, we thank God for this opportunity to share this very, you know, you know, very short word um, amongst us. But I believe that the Lord, um, you know, who laid this one into my heart, knows why. And I believe and I'm praying that the word will do you a lot of good in the name of Jesus. So we'll be looking at a, 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 a topic called giving thanks in tough circumstances. Giving thanks in tough circumstances. To be honest with you, those three testimonies, at least the ones I listened to, I listened to three, those three testimonies, uh, they've, they've, honestly, they've, they've, they've said it story. They've, they've said it all. They've said it all. I don't know what else you know, to, 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 to add to that. So I'm just going to be going around those testimonies. And as we go into the world, please, you know, journey with me. And uh, let our hearts be filled with praise as we go. In Psalm 54, verse 4 to 7, that will be the opening text. And then we'll go to another one and spend some time there as well. Psalm 54, verses 4 to 7. I'm reading from the New King James Version. Psalm 54, verses 4 to 7. It says, Behold, God is my helper. The Lord is with those who uphold my life. He will repay my enemies for their evil. Cut them off in, in your truth. I will freely sacrifice to you. I will praise your name, O Lord, for it is good. Permit me to repeat that, please. I will praise your name, O Lord, for it is good. For he has delivered me out of all trouble. And my eye has seen the desire upon my enemies. You know, if we look at this text very well, we will realize that, you know, the psalmist that was saying this, this statement, saying I will praise the Lord, that, that the Lord has been my help, it's not as if as at that time that God has sort, sorted him out fully. It's not as if that everything was hunky-dory. It's not as if that all boxes had been ticked. But the psalmist had come to a position in his life where he believed, where he looked back, he, 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 he looked at a couple of things that happened into, in his life. In fact, people, um, those Bible, you know, Bible students and people who, are, who know the Bible very well, much more than I do, have said that when the psalmist was talking about that Psalm 54, he was actually reflecting on his experience in 1 Samuel chapter 23. And we'll be spending a bit of time on that scripture. There was a story that I heard. It was a story of a guy who uh, some hoodlums, some, some arm robbers went into his house and they took some things away. And when he was relating the story, he was smiling, he was jovial, he was, you know, full of praises and all that. And people were saying, look, we can't marry these two together. Have you not just lost something? Why are you so excited in the Lord? And the guy told them that I will give you two reasons. Reason number one, I'm thanking God that it wasn't me that was stolen. <laughs> and I said, reason number two, I'm thanking God that I wasn't the robber. <sighs> okay. Now, as tongue-in-cheek as that statement could be, if you look at it, I remember a couple of years ago, there was a guy 
who um, was in the news that some people came to the house, took his, I think it was a brand new Audi. I don't know why Audi is coming to my mind, but anyway, it was a brand new Audi. As we were about to drove off, the, the guy jumped out. Unfortunately, they ran him down. And then that was how he went. So what it means for me, the moral of that story, is that it could have been his life that was stolen. The guy came to that realization that even despite the fact that something evil has happened, there is still an occasion, hallelujah, to thank the Lord. Giving thanks in, so, in, in tough circumstances. Giving thanks in, in tough circumstances. And if not for the grace of God, he could have been the one, you know, doing the stealing. Hallelujah. But I pray that if the enemy has stolen anything from anyone today, the mighty God, the one who is a great restorer, will restore in the name of Jesus. Giving thanks in tough circumstances. I've discovered that giving thanks based on the story that I just said is a matter of perspective. It's a matter of perspective. Let's look at that first Samuel 23 and let's see what, how God will, can use it to encourage us. You know, the question I was, I've been asking myself is that how come the psalmist was able to sustain thanksgiving even in those difficult circumstances? And I believe that we will catch one or two things from the story, even as we read in the name of Jesus. Let's read the first, first, first five verses. First Samuel 23, verses 1 to 5. Verses 1 to 5. One day, news came to David that the Philistines were at Keilah. Stealing grain from the threshing floors. David asked the Lord, Should I go and attack them? Yes, go and save Keilah. The Lord told him, But David's men said, We are afraid. Even here in Judah, we certainly don't want to go to Keilah to fight the whole Philistine army. So David asked the Lord again and again. That's what wise leaders do. So David asked the Lord again and again. The Lord replied, Go down to Keilah, for I will help you conquer the Philistines. So David and his men went to Keilah. They slaughtered the Philistines and took all their livestock and rescued the people of Keilah. I won't ask David what he did with the livestock, but anyway, that's, that's the story for another day. Now, the first point I want to bring out from this text is that the, one of the reasons I believe, what done on me, one of the reasons why David was able to sustain thanksgiving, was able to sustain praise in his life, was that he was able to see God's hands even in the contradictions of his life. He was able to see God's hand, God's, God's blessing, God's, God's backing, God's presence, even in the contradictions of his life. What do I mean by contradictions? There, are, there were areas of his life that he was doing very well. There were areas of his life that he, he was like a champion. There were areas of his life that, you know, he looked as if he was being promoted. Whereas, there were areas of his life that nothing, you could say nothing can be, could be written about them. There were areas of his life that he looked as if he was just crawling, that he couldn't even get up. And that is, you know, it is quite similar to our lives if we have to be honest with ourselves. There are some areas that we could be doing very well. There are some areas that we could be succeeding you know, one could, one, one, could be, one could be getting, you know, one could be doing very well in career. It may just be the family situation that the issue is. One could be doing so well, you know, in the family. It may just be an, a, a health issue that one is battling with. 
David went through those contradictions, but he was able to thank the Lord through them because he had the right perspective. He knew that even in the contradictions of his life, that the Lord will always do something great. The Lord will bring something great out of those areas. And I bring the word of God unto you today as well. Do you know that even in those contradictions, in those areas that you are trying to, what is going on here? God intends to bring something great out of those areas. If you understand that, there's given we will up in our hearts. And I've got something I said, look, even just like David, there were things that David could do easily. <laughs> uh, he could save, he could save Kela, just like that. He could save Kela from, from, from the devourer. But he couldn't save himself from Saul that was devouring his peace. Of course, he could have attacked back, but he knew, he, 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 knew, he knew better than that. He couldn't save himself from the devouring influence of, 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 of Saul. There are areas in which we are experts in. But there are areas in which when we pray for people, it looks as if God answers almost immediately. Whereas we have the same need even in our lives. Contradictions of life. There are areas in which we can counsel people. And they will do it. I need to work for them. We will try the same thing. And then what's going on here? Now, some of us, are, we are financial experts. <laughs> we can advise people on where to invest. Whereas, even in our own finances. What I'm trying to say here is that it looks as if human beings are played with contradictions. So if we must live a life of sustaining thanksgiving, a life of where we will thank the Lord all the time, we must be able, like David, to see through those contradictions and know that God is working something on our behalf. In fact, I want us to repeat to ourselves, and I wrote it down here, I'll put my name, that beyond a shadow of doubt, I know that God is working through my contradictions. Please, I want you to repeat it to yourself as well, that no matter what happens, God will work something great even through your own contradictions in the name of Jesus. I'm talking about contradictions, talking about, you know, the, 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 we, what we normally say is that the God of the mountain is also the God of the valley. He will give you victory. The same God that gave victory over Kela was also the same God that gave victory over Saul. So I'm saying, I'm declaring unto someone today that you're hearing me, that begin to thank God because I know for sure that the Lord will also give you victory in those areas of your contradictions. That's what Jesus Christ came to do. Look at Luke 22 verse 19. Luke, Luke 22 verse 19. Luke 22 verse 19. The Bible says Jesus Christ took some bread and gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke it in pieces and gave it to the disciples saying, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. The first Corinthians 11, 24, 1 Corinthians 11, 24 says the same thing, but the New King James Version puts it very well. Say, this is my body broken for you. And I was asking myself a question. What, will I, what was going through Jesus Christ's mind when he was giving thanks and breaking the bread, knowing that his body will soon be broken like that? What was going through his mind? But Jesus Christ knew that the breaking of, the, of his body was going to result into something good for you and I. So he was able to give thanks through it. It's a matter of understanding. And I pray that the Lord himself will give us the grace 
you know, to understand and to see the secret hand of God working through our contradictions in the name of Jesus. Let me use it as an opportunity to, to also speak to my friends that, that, are, that are just maybe listening. Maybe, you, you know, you, you, you've, you've, um, you know, we are just passing by and you are listening to this message. I believe God is not, God is not a God of coincidence. There is a reason why he brought you. If you have not known the Lord, it's an opportunity for you. Jesus Christ's body was broken for you and I so that our lives can be put together again. So that our emotions can be put together. So that our health can be put together. So that our circumstances can be put together. Please avail yourself of this opportunity. All you have to say is just, Lord, please come into my life. Forgive me of all my sins. And I will follow you as you give me the grace. You'll be surprised at what God will do. Jesus Christ said, my body is broken for you. And I'm declaring, and I'm just praying for someone here today. Maybe you are saying that my, some dreams have been broken. The Lord God will restore them in the name of Jesus. All I'm saying, all I believe the Lord has sent me to say to you and I today is that let us leave out the broken aspect of our lives in God's hands. Praise him. Thank him for the ones, for the good things that you believe the Lord has done. Thank him for the ones he will, he will, he will yet do. And you'll be amazed at what God can do, even through those broken dreams. Hallelujah. Yeah. So David was able to thank God through all circumstances because he knew that the mighty hand of God would work something great even through the contradictions of his life. Let us look at another one. Another one. Let's look at verses 7. Verses 7. That same scripture, 1 Samuel 23, verses 7. Let's read it to verse 12. Please follow the story through you know, with me. I believe God will do something good. In verse 7, the Bible says, Saul soon learned that David was at Keilah. Good, he exclaimed. We've got him now. God has handed him over to me, for he has trapped himself in a walled town. So Saul mobilized his entire army to march to Keilah and besieged David and his men. But David learned of Saul's plan and told Abiathar the priest to bring the effort and ask the Lord, what shall he do? Verse 10. Then David prayed, O Lord God of Israel, I have heard that Saul is planning to come and destroy Keilah because I am here. Will the leaders of Caleb betray me to him? And will Saul actually come as I have heard? Oh, Lord God of Israel, please tell me. And the Lord said, he will come. Verse 12. Again, David asked, will the leaders of Caleb betray me and my men to Saul? And the Lord replied, yes, they will betray you. Hmm. That's one thing I'm sure David didn't want to hear. That's one word. That's something that no one will ever want to hear. That men, the people that you trusted, the people that you helped, the people that you went out of your way, the people that you slaved for, would hand you over to the enemy. Another reason why David was able to thank God through those situations was because, and that's the second one I'm talking about, another reason was that David knew that God will never forsake his own. Man may forsake. The people that you have helped may forsake. One may be disappointed by men, by systems. Economy may fail. But one thing that David knew for certain was that God will never, ever forsake anyone that belongs to him. Hallelujah. If anyone had any reason to be bitter, oh, it would have been David. 
even right from childhood, forgotten. Almost as if the dad forgot that he had, had a son called David. Brother disappointed that, you know, you know, you know, people failing, people that he helped so much, the least they could do was to at least protect him. But they were going to hand him over to his enemy. I've got a question there. If you were the one, what would you do? <laughs> and you had the power to revenge, what will you do? But you see, betrayal may be painful, but David knew what we also ought to know. David knew in Psalm 27 verse 10, Psalm 27 verse 10, David said, even if my father and mother abandon me, the Lord will hold me close. He didn't say they abandoned him. He just said, even if the worst comes to the worst, he was so sure that the Lord would draw close, would hold him close. Do you have that same shorty in your heart today? And you can. You can ask God, please give me this shorty that no matter what happens, that I will believe you with all my heart. That no matter the need, no matter the delay, no matter whatever, that like, I will believe with all my heart that you will always show up for me. And I've got it there that come what may, God will never desert me. Please repeat it where you are. No, come what may, God will never abandon me. We look how you know, eventually what happened in that same 1 Samuel 23 verse 14. 1 Samuel 23, verse 14. Look at what the Bible says. The Bible says, David stayed in the wilderness strongholds and in the hills of the desert of Ziph. Day after day, Saul searched for him, but God did not give David into his hands. I'm praying that the Lord will not give you into the hands of your enemies. What that means is that God will not allow your enemies to rejoice over you. That thing that may look as if, because when we say enemies, we may think it's beyond human beings. Anything that is, that is trying to cause shame, anything that is trying to, to, to rubbish one's salvation or one's, one's belief in Christ is an enemy. But I am praying that God will not hand you over to your enemies in the name of Jesus. You know, it just occurred to me, what would have been going through David's mind when Saul was chasing him up and down, up and down, up and down? But the Bible said God did not hand him over unto his enemy. That shall be our own testimony too in the name of Jesus. You know, in Psalm 41, verse 10, and I believe through doing the testimony, you know, you know, you know, there was a reference to that as well. In Psalm 41, verse 10, it says, Don't be afraid, for I'm with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. I wonder what was going through the mind of, 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 uh, of our wonderful pastor there when he learned the news I'm talking about, you know, those that give the testimony, when he learned the news that, ah, it has become positive. That's the kind of news that you never want to hear around this time. I wonder what was going through their mind. But somehow, the God that never forsakes his own, hallelujah, he stood by their side. He came through for them. He allowed a testimony to come out of it. A testimony will come out of your own story too in the name of Jesus. Look at what Matthew 20b says. Matthew 28, verse 20. I'll read the B part. Matthew 28, verse 20 says, And be sure of this. That's Jesus Christ saying. If that was his last word in the book of Matthew. It says, And be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Let someone repeat it. God is with me. 
God is with me. God is with me. And some of you there, uh, uh, I wish I could look straight into your, into your eyes. Some of you there, you, are, you, are, you have been disappointed. You've experienced some things that, you know, have, have, have allowed bitterness to come into your heart. There is pain in your heart. You know, you know maybe you, you, you've a delay. Maybe, maybe a promise not kept. Maybe someone close disappointed you. Or maybe you're even feeling disappointed in God. Maybe, maybe there's something that you are, a hope has been dashed. I'm bringing the word of God to you. Yes, the word of God is for you today. And he's saying, please submit those pain. Submit those disappointment before him today. And you'll be amazed at what Jesus Christ will use them to do. That is why Jesus Christ came, you know. In Isaiah 61, Isaiah 61 verse 3, Isaiah 61 verse 3, the Bible kept, you know, the Bible says, talking about the ministry of Jesus Christ, said that he came to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Where heaviness woke up with you today. What Jesus Christ wants to do today is to give you the garment of praise in place of them. Hallelujah. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. I'm, I'm, I'm hearing that the, the, the people are saying that there seems to be a heaviness around the nations right now because of COVID-19. That, that, that people don't want to do the things that they would normally do. That there's a bit of, is it apathy that you call it? A bit of, you know, I don't, I don't even want to, I don't want to bother anymore. I don't want to go to work. I don't want to dress up. I don't want to do the normal thing that I would do. I don't want to clean up. I don't, you know those things. A spirit of, I don't even want to dream anymore. A spirit of heaviness. The word of God to the church today, that is not our portion. He wants to give us a garment of praise. He wants to get us excited. He wants to get us, you know, praising him and doing, going beyond what we have even done before. Hallelujah. And I'm praying that the spirit of God, who is able to do all things, will do such in our lives in the name of Jesus. So in every area where you have been disappointed, disillusioned, where, where hope seems to be fading, receive a garment of praise today. Receive the ability to get up today. Receive the ability to move forward today. Receive the ability to begin to jump and leap in the name of Jesus. To give beauty for ashes. That's what Jesus Christ came to do. And I pray that that will be our portion in the name of Jesus. One of the reasons David could remain thankful was that he was able to see God's hand working in the contradictions of his life. Please release those contradictions to God. And see what he will do. Let praise arise in your heart. And you will see what God will use them to do. That is why Jesus came. Secondly, said another reason David was able to live a life of thanksgiving was that he knew that God would never forsake his own. Shake off that spirit of heaviness. Receive the garment of praise today. That is why Jesus Christ came. Let me quickly add this last one. And I'll try and summarize it, um, you, know, you know, just to try and, make, you know. Anyway, another reason David could remain thankful can be seen in, in, in verses 26 to 28. That same scripture that we are looking at. For some, please, let me even encourage you, after this session, read the whole chapter again. It will bless you. Honestly, it will. It will. I believe so. In 1 Samuel 23, verses 26 to 28, I'll quickly read through. Saul and David were now on opposite sides of a mountain. Just as Saul and his men began to close in on David and his men, an 
urgent, <laughs> an urgent message reached Saul that the Philistines were raiding Israel again. So Saul quit chasing David and returned to fight the Philistines. Ever since that time, Lord have mercy, the place where David was camped has been called the Rock of Escape. The Rock of Escape. Try and imagine this. You know, this was the second betrayal that David was going to have. But we'll we leave that one for now. Please go and read it off. Saul was chasing behind David. If it was a movie, you would have heard some, some you know, those... Saul was almost catching up with David. David probably would have thought this was going to be the end. He was almost catching up. He was at his tail. All of a sudden, God sent a message, a troubled message to Saul. Look, there is a bigger problem burning somewhere. Leave David. And just at the nick of time, he turned around and went back. Valley of escape. I'm praying. Anyone here under the sound of my voice, wherever you are in the world, you are feeling cornered. Ah, the same God that helped David, that sent help unto him. The same God that troubled the person that was troubling him. I'm praying that same God will come to your aid. In the name of Jesus, you will come out of that terrible situation. In the name of Jesus, you will not be cornered anymore. In the name of Jesus, so shall it be. In Jesus' name, David, after that kind of experience, did not have a choice but to thank God. Let me conclude with. Uh, let me finish up with a with a personal testimony here. When this young man was, um, when I first started my career, I was, I was in Nigeria, where I grew up. And, um, you know, I, was, I think it was my second year or so. I was working in a financial institution, it doesn't matter. Unfortunately, I paid a, a, a fraudulent check. You know, you know what, what you mean? I, I, I signed up and I authorized it. And in fact, there were two of them. Uh, of course, I didn't know, obviously. <laughs> you know, and anyway, I, I, I paid it. And, um, so, and, and those guys absconded. So it became a police case. The guy that was involved, as in the owner of the account, was a very influential person in that country. So it became a police case. Some of you that are familiar with the setting over there, you, <laughs> when I say it became a police case, you will understand what I'm saying. So they started investigating. And the guy that was leading the investigation in the place I was working there, in the bank I was working there, came to me. You were quite familiar. He came to me. And he said, Femi, this is a bad case. He said, this is a bad case. The best case that the guy insisted that what will happen is that well you may have to I don't want to say you may have to go to you know the, the place where they will interrogate you and um, where they will investigate. Like I said, those of you that understand what I'm saying, I don't have to say much. You know what that means. So he said that um, don't worry, it will only be for a couple of days, and then you you, you prove your innocence, and then you can come out. And um, he said, by the way. <laughs> When you get home, I was still staying with my parents then. He said, when you get home, tell your parents that they shouldn't, there were, were no mobile phones then. They, were, you know, they said, tell them that they shouldn't be too worried if they don't see you, uh, you know, for a couple of days. That all will be well. And it was about to, I remember when he was about to turn back. And then he said, yes, another thing. When next you are coming tomorrow, please pack a small bag. Just like toothpaste and toothbrush and you know things like that that you will use for. And then he left. 
Can you imagine the state of a heart, of my heart? A young man just started. I got home that day. I looked at my elderly parents and I said, tell these ones that. I said, no way. Hey, ah, no, 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 no. I'd rather tell God. God helped me. I went to God in prayers. Went back to, the, to work the following day. Nothing happened. Second day, nothing happened. Third day, nothing happened. Till today, talking about something that happened over 20 years ago, like 25 or so. Till today, I still don't know what happened to that case. I was cornered, but God delivered me. Why would I not thank God? And I'm sure this is just a mirror of your own story as well. There are areas in your lives where you have been cornered, where God delivered you in the nick of time. Please rise up with me. Begin to bless the name of the Lord. Thank him for the, even the current one that the same God that delivered you there will deliver you as well. Yes, there may be contradictions in your life, but praise the Lord through them because he's doing his mighty work through them. Yes, there may be some things that may be not be working right, but praise God because God will never forsake you. Yes, there may, you may feel as if you have been cornered, but praise God because God somehow always make a way of escape for his own. If you believe that with me, just wherever you are, just begin to bless the Lord. Begin to celebrate the goodness of the Lord. Yes, Lord, for there was a song that we sang earlier on. If it were possible, I would just say, even just for a minute. Yes, there's a song by, by Green that says, you know, he, he made a way where there, seems, where there seems to be no way. You made a way. You know, when my back was against the wall, but the Lord made a way for me. Celebrate the Lord. Celebrate the goodness of the Lord. If the Lord has ever made a way for you, if the Lord has ever done something great in your life, if the Lord had ever shown up for you, if the Lord had ever healed you, if the Lord had ever delivered you, if you believe that the Lord, that same God that did it, then will do this next one. Begin to celebrate the Lord. Worship Him, worship Him, worship Him. Adore Him, magnify His name. Thank Him for that which He is doing. Thank Him for that which He will do. Celebrate Him, celebrate Him. He is the one that makes a way where there doesn't seem to be a way. Oh yes, like our brother led earlier on, that's Exodus 14. The same way, yes, that the Lord, you know, made sure that the enemy that they saw before, that they were not going to experience him again. Bless him, bless him, bless him, bless him, bless him, bless him. Hallelujah. When our backs were against the wall, and it seemed as if it was over, he made a way. And we're standing here. Only because you made a way. You moved mountains. You caused walls to fall with your power. You performed miracles. There is nothing that's impossible and we're standing here only because you made we say you move mountains you cause walls to fall with your power you perform miracles there is nothing that's impossible And we're standing here Only because you made a way 
thank you, Lord, for making a way. Thank you, Lord, for the many ways that you have made for us in the past. Thank you, Lord, because you are the Lord that can bring something out of nothing. Lord, we commit our lives into your hands. We humble ourselves before you. We bring forth our, our, our contradictions, Lord, my Father. We bring forth, oh Lord, Father, our disappointments, our failings, our disillusionments, Lord, Father. Even as many that are probably at the verge of thinking, what do I do next, Lord? We bring all of them, we submit them before you, Lord. Yes, Lord, to the areas in which we look as if we have been cornered, we bring them before you, Lord, to this morning, Father. Receive them, we drop them at your feet, Lord. No, 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 we will not pick them up again. In the name of Jesus. Rather pick them up, Father Lord, we receive the garment of praise. To praise you through them. To praise you till we come through on the other side. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Let these praises continue to ring in our throughout this week, throughout this month, throughout the year, and throughout the rest of our lives. In the name of Jesus. And we shall meet with you by your mercy in heaven. Rejoice still. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed and given thanks. Amen. For more information on what you've heard, please visit our website at www.fountainoflove.org.uk You'll also find other media presentations available to you. Stay blessed in Christ Jesus. Amen.